Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Old-time Big Ten football. Yeah. Touchdown, Purdue! Glad we don't have to watch this team too much longer. I mean, we only have to watch this crappy offense play one more time. Um, it was not a fun watch. Um, I don't know what to tell you. I may get a little riled up during this episode because this was a performance, um, especially one from Graham Harrell that was just freaking spot on for what he's been for this team and this program for the last three months. Not very good. Not very good. So we'll get into that after Purdue loses 23 to 15 at Northwestern. Not a fun watch. One of the uglier games that we've seen all season. And there have been some pretty damn ugly ones. Um, yep. But hey, thanks to our sponsor, Bet Online. The last of the major pro sports is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, NHL, UFC are all in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, predictions, all that good stuff. All the hoops betting action that you can ever want, and that is really ramping up, especially with Thanksgiving week coming up. With every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time, bet online, head there today, and remember to use our promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, for 50, your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Uh, this game started like some Purdue games have started, where they just don't look ready to play. And uh, they go three and out, first drive. Oh, I forgot. Hudson Card was not available today. Uh, but Musa was back. He played uh, today. Um, just not not a, a good a good day um, for this offense. Um, even though they outgained um, and put up a lot of yards, but a lot of empty yards, empty calories there because they couldn't finish drives. They didn't finish drives. Um, Mostly, I, I think, in part to the play calling. Um, I get that you have to execute, and you have uh, two quarterbacks that have very limited experience that you're trotting out there in Bennett Meredith and Ryan Brown. And they they just didn't look ready. Offensively, the first three plays, they, they didn't know what they wanted to be, especially when you have your quarterback, your starting quarterback out. Okay, that's going to limit you in the passing game, probably with you know timing issues. Uh, the amount of the passing game that you want to use. So let's lean on the run game, you think? And it took Graham Harrell a couple drives to finally figure that the heck out. Um, let's lean on the rushing attack, and let's 
do what we did to Minnesota. And they finally did uh, because Ryan Brown rushed for 85 yards. Tyron Tracy had a heck of a day, over 160 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Devin Mockaby was, uh, when he was in there, he was effective, over 4.5 yards per carry and a touchdown. And, you know, kind of gave Purdue its its last uh, effort there um, to be able to, when they had the ball last, that they were able to put a, uh, a drive together after he scored the touchdown late in the fourth quarter on, on fourth down. Um, but obviously short yarded situations are the number one thing that everybody's going to point to today. And I'm going to point to them right here because that was just bleeping atrocious. Um, I, I think he's, he should be gone. Graham Harrell should be done. Um, tweeted out a couple times that same sentiment during the game today. And it's just the situations that you put yourself in um, throwing the ball at your own two um, late in the second half when, or late in the second quarter, excuse me, when all you have to do is just run out the clock, run out the damn clock. Um, I was worried because I, I was worried because they lined up in shotgun and I'm thinking, Oh boy, this is going to be um, a tough run up the middle um, because you're backed up at your own two and you're in shotgun, so and your offensive line has really struggled um, at times this year. And you thought, okay, it just takes one Northwestern backer to slip free, like they did many times in that first half, to stop you and get a safety. But oh, we're just gonna throw the ball, and Meredith is just gonna, or uh, excuse me, Brown is just gonna throw it right to a Northwestern defender. And that's what they end up doing on the final drive as well. Um, and the team just didn't look ready on the first drive defensively. And they played a whole lot better um, in the rest of the game. After the first drive, they gave up a couple big plays. Um, and I think that's really what led to their downfall was just the couple of big plays that they did um, give up. One of the, the rushing plays on the outside. Uh, wide open, or our Cam Porter, excuse me, going through the middle of the defense, just a wide open hole, and he's bursted right through it. Exactly what I told you he was capable of. As soon as he finds that crease, boom, he goes. And there was nobody around him to, to catch him. Um, the one pass play where Zion stepped toe, um, we'll get to his performance in a minute, uh, but he was sent on a QB blitz off the edge. Um, not a great time to send a blitz, in my opinion. Um because you were getting to after the quarterback, regardless of sending a whole lot of blitzes, uh, just because Northwestern's offensive line is not very good. I think you had five sacks in the first half. You might have finished with six. Um, didn't get a whole lot of pressure in that second half. I think Northwestern was really just trying to sit on the ball, um, really, um, or they were getting the ball out faster in the second half. There wasn't, wasn't a whole lot of pressure in, in that second half compared to what they were doing in the first half. but. The, the biggest thing is the offense. You score 15 points, you score under 20 points for, I think, like the fifth or sixth time this year. So you have Iowa game, um, Nebraska, Ohio State, Michigan, um, and this game. Yeah, you score under 20 points for the fifth, fifth time this year. Um, when you come in as a offensive coordinator that is going to um, supposedly going to kind of keep what this program has been about, uh, for the last decade or so, um, run a high-flying offense, and I get it. 
You're you're banged up on the offensive line. You're banged up at quarterback right now. Uh, you're banged up at receiver all season long. Still, it, there's just nothing um, that excuses the the play calling at certain times, especially in short yarded situations. What are you, the Penn State offense, who just fired their offensive coordinator for running up the ball up the middle a bajillion times? I mean. Everybody knows it's coming. They finally got, you know, somewhat creative with the second touchdown uh, late in the fourth quarter when they finally got down there. Um, and I don't know if if Tracy is at a hundred percent because he bursted through um, and looked like he was going to take off for a big gain, and then he kind of looked like he was like just trying, efforting to get there, like it was like he tweaked something. I just feel like he didn't really have all of his legs underneath him to, to finish off that run uh, because he's a converted wide receiver. He's got speed. Um, he should just be about as fast as anybody on that field um, and be able to get away from him. So it, t- it still takes till fourth freaking down to finally get a play on the edge. And Maccabee gets it in the end zone, barely. Uh, it didn't look like he was going to get in there, but he was able to weasel his way in there. Then they run a, a, a similar play, but just had the reverse off of that with with Deion Burks, and he was able to get to the corner for the two-point conversion to allow Purdue to stay in this game. But I just, other than that, there was nothing overly impressive with the game plan today um, where they probably should have been running the ball more and I know you're saying, hey, they rushed the ball for over 300 yards. What do you want them to do? I want them to rush it for freaking 500 today. Don't let Ryan Brown throw the ball at all. You saw what he needed to do in pressure situations. Other than little short dump down passes and, and him trying to fit it in tight windows, he's just not there yet. He looks like he could be you know, a productive quarterback eventually, but not right now. He's got... He's got legs, obviously. He ran for 85 yards today, made some good decisions with his legs, uh, made some good runs when when he was capable of or had a hole or, or anything like that. But he's not there, the passing game yet, and I get it. But still, run the ball down their throat. You had success all day. But then when you get down into inside the 15 where you turn the ball over twice on downs, I mean, obviously, and then you had the missed field goal today. Special teams, F, atrocious, gross. This this whole unit needs to be overhauled. Another special teams coach that they could be fired as well. Get them out of here. Replace everybody. I mean, that was that was just horrible. Punting was not good. Punt return was not good. Kickoffs, I mean, whatever. Um, it was just nothing was, was great today on the special teams. The only thing that impressed me throughout the day was the front seven um, of this defense that we've watched be pretty solid all season long. Uh, Give them credit. Um, Dylan Thieneman made a nice play, but he was the one that got burned um, and couldn't make the tackle. Um, And Cam Johnson sprinted off for for a touchdown. Zion Septo. I get it. He's, being put in a unfortunate situation. I, I just think the the team 
the coaching staff was was tired with with Botros and and I get it. You're putting in a converted wide receiver into that position, and he's going to struggle. And Northwestern targeted him all day um, early on for a couple of big plays, and it felt like he was just a step behind out there. And with experience, he could be good, solid. I don't, I don't at this point right now. It's I think it's too early to judge. You know, is he a bust? Is he not capable over the position? I don't know. It it was his first like real. I think he's been out there a couple of other times, but nothing like significant action like he saw today. And you know, with a full off season actually playing the position, you know, he could help out this secondary. I think. I just think he's 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 a decent enough athlete. Um, it seemed like he was willing out there uh, to to get after it um, when he needed to make a, a tackle or something. But I I just can't I just can't shake watching this offense um, again. Um, and I'm recording this um, right after the game, like uh, triple zeros. I pretty much hit record 50 minutes later. So I, I, I don't know what IU did at the moment um, against Michigan State. Um, I could look it up, honestly, right now. Um, they lost. So you have a pair of three-win teams going into the bucket game. And Purdue, Purdue needs it. Both teams need it. Um, and I... I don't have a whole lot of confidence in picking this game. It depends on if Hudson Card is back. I'm probably going to err on the side that he's not, but we'll need to look out for that and see what Coach uh, Walter says after the game today, um, what he says on Monday. Um, but changes need to be made, guys. I mean, that's, that's evident. Um, and that's the thing with... First-year head coaches, you know, changes are going to be made, uh, maybe some significant more than others after a disappointing season like this. Obviously, some, some things have to change staff-wise, maybe how you do things. I mean, I, I think that's um, a, what a lot of, you know, first-year coaches do. Um, I still think you need to give them time. There's, there's no... Um, there's just no way about it. I mean, I, you got to give credit to Northwestern. I mean, two first year head coaches, but I think I don't, obviously you would, if you're doing a hierarchy of power, power rankings for head coaches in the big 10, Walters is dang near to the bottom. He might be at the bottom after, um, Braun winning today and, you just see where these guys are taking their programs respectively. And I will see what Northwestern does. They're not recruiting at the level that Purdue is. And I don't think they ever will, but you just got to hope that with, you know, a, a good ranked in the top 30, I think when the last time I looked and that's, it's been about a week or so, they were like 29th uh, in the country in the 2024 class with, hopefully a lot of healthy guys coming back that you are able to, you know, have some decent backups. A lot of these young guys are playing now so that 
next year that they are playing, um, playing at a higher level, more consistent level, because they are not right now, not at a consistent level whatsoever. Um, just the, the pieces are, I, I think they have a lot of pieces on defense. Not having Nick Scorton today, I think, made a difference. I don't know how much, but because I thought this front seven was still pretty darn solid. We didn't see Jenkins, I think, make uh, a ton of plays. Karloftis played one of his better games, I believe. Um, I have to go back and check. I know he made a couple of, of big tackles, but you know, I'll be seeing, seeing him in um, pass coverage or filling the gaps. I mean, that's going to take a, another look at. But he just he made some plays out there today. So I just I just think that changes are going to come. We just have to get through this one more one more week um, with two programs that are are going to be fighting. I mean, Purdue fans, I think I told you at the beginning of the year that this game could decide Tom Allen's fate, and I think it might. I really do. If, if IU comes to West Lafayette and loses, I think Tom Allen might be done. And that's something that you can rally behind as a fan base, isn't it? I think so. <laughs> because it's it's just not been a fun watch. Saturday was not a fun watch. Man, I it would it would excite me just a little bit. Something to talk about as well on the preview show next week. Um, if if Graham Harrell is let go, but I don't know if they're necessarily going to do that. Um, I, I think it needs to happen though, just with some of the decision making and and some of the key moments, short yarded situations uh, when you're backed up you know, with you know twenty seconds left to go in the first half just 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 not good not good at all so and purdue just just anytime you thought okay maybe the momentum is swinging towards purdue they're running the ball really well they're just giving this game on a silver platter to northwestern the the muffed punt by sheffield um just giving them the game giving it to them with all the turnovers and when it was 23 to 7 when northwestern you had to think there's a very slim chance that North, purdue comes back and wins wins this game or ties it up and sends it to overtime because what with your backup quarterbacks you knew they weren't going to throw they needed to throw and throwing was not the strong suit today at all so uh, i do have a, an announcement um we are working on a uh, collab show for the preview with our IU show, Who's Your Tailgate Show, with the coach, Shannon Griffith. So look out for that on Thanksgiving. Um, we're going to try to record sometime earlier in the week and then still release it on our Thursday uh, normal time. Uh, so we'll uh, look forward to that, that you guys can uh, enjoy that and kind of get a little perspective on IU. I'll bring my perspective from watching Purdue all year. Shannon is great. Um, He's he coached um, at at the Division three level um, at at a local school here uh, near where I am. Um, so he's got tons of football experience. Um, he's done a great job with the, with the IU show um, and and watching that. He does a lot of live stuff as well. If you want to check him out, if you're interested, uh, I don't know if a lot of Purdue fans are interested, but. Uh, I'm excited to talk with Shannon about this the this game this week the bucket game with 
you know, some things on the line, uh, especially for IU um, and some uh, some some things to play for uh, on the Purdue side as well. So uh, until then, uh, until Thursday, uh, Thanksgiving, I hope you guys have a great start to your Thanksgiving week. Um, hope you travel safe. Hope you eat well. Uh, I know I will uh, with with some family coming in um, and, and visiting family. It's one of my um, favorite times of the year, uh, just being around family and and uh, just getting to spend some time with them. So I, uh, I appreciate you guys listen, listening in. Make sure you guys subscribe. Uh, follow me on social media if you would like. Um, but until next time, until the preview show before the IU game, this has been another edition of the Behind the Rails of Purdue Football Podcast on the Believe Network, presented by Bet Online. See you guys on Thursday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.